You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Now, we wanted to speak to you with the extra round of footy. There's talk about where games will be played. Um, but first, before we talk about a possible game at Nord, let's have a, your thoughts on the extra round or magic round or whatever we're going to call it, the festival of footy. What are your thoughts? And what do you think? Yeah, well, uh, look, I think um, I'm, I'm a bit like everyone. I, I could, I'm really excited about the concept and, um, and I'm delighted that it's coming to South Australia. I think as a state, I know we're biased and I know we're here, but as a state, you know, we really embrace innovation and we embrace football. So I'm so excited that, uh, you know, we get to be the first to, to, you know, to roll it out. And obviously, I'd love, you know, the Nord Football Club to be part of that as well, where, you know, we can share in uh, in potentially getting some football games played at, at, at the ground at Cooper Stadium, and but also even have some association to those AFL clubs. And I, I think, you know, it gives us a chance to get a bit closer to them as well. James, what's the uh, process for a club team in Adelaide? Uh, what's the process to go through to even be considered to host one of these games? Have you started that negotiation yet? Where are you? Where are you at? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brett. Well, you know, I think we're all. I think all the clubs are pretty keen to, you know, to be part of it. To be honest, I mean, from from our point of view, we're kind of pushing our points of differences. You know, we we have when we do host AFLW games, so it's given us a little bit of a, I, I think, a little bit of a head start there. You know, we've actually got some compliances around. With our redevelopment that we were able to do at the ground, we've some of our uh, compliances meet the AFL regulations. So, in terms of change room sizes and you know those type of things, and we're we're pretty fortunate, mate. That you know we've also just had a redevelopment at the ground. You know the Wolf Blast Community Centre gives us a function room, uh, but also it's upgraded all the the gym, uh, the, the all the player facilities. You know we've gone to unisex uh, in terms of our utilities for our players. Um, and the other exciting thing for us, of course, is we, we've got an LED screen uh, scoreboard and LED ribbon around the ground, but we've just uh, installed new LED lights. So we, we in fact, um, could meet the, the qualification for uh, televised games. I think you need about 1,500 lux. So, um, so from that point of view, we're, we're at the Norwood Club, we're, we're pushing like mad, uh, trying to just highlight our points of differences. Um, but that said, look, I... I think uh, any clubs that could you know, have, have the opportunity to host, I think it would just be a terrific fillet for, for them as well. I didn't know the new lights were in, James. That's good news, especially from a commentator sitting from <laughs> looking on the other side of the ground. It was a little bit <laughs> well, dark in patches last year, but uh, that's great yeah. news for, for the Norwood Oval and for Cooper State, Cooper's Stadium that, uh, uh, that the lights are up. Um, have they been tested yet? Yeah, well, we literally are in testing phase. We've had two commissioned and uh, the other two will start this week. And um, so, so it works kind of interestingly because, you know, we're moving into the world of LED and 
all of a sudden, uh, we don't need 15 minutes to to start up our lights. We can turn them on and off like you know, like a light switch, and you can you can dim them. Uh, we could play music and actually have strobe uh, facility against it as well. So it's a it really is a game changer in that sense. Um, but what I love is that we've, as a club, you know, we've we've always promoted uh, well for a long time. You know, we've been a real trailblazer in in night football and night sport. So um, you know, getting the the most state of art. You know, and this is all through our sponsorship with Velo, and uh, they're a very progressive company. And you know, they've taken on the the race, um, and uh, they've supported us uh, with, with those lights. So it's it's just been, um, yeah, it's a real game changer, I think. It's um, sounding like you're a little bit ahead of the pack with the with the lights, the change rooms. What other uh, things do the AFL take into consideration for venues as far as upgrades? What other standards do you have to meet? Uh, to try and get on that list. Yeah, and, and that's a good a good point because, you know, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we've got a great relationship with our council, our local council, and I'm kind of hoping, again, that we might be seen as a uh, a bit of a case study for other councils because most most SNFL grounds are, you know, council-owned owned assets, um, you know, and, and most of them are like the jewel in the crown in that local community. So... Wouldn't it be great to see all of those um, get slightly upgraded? And when you talk about the qualifications, I think um, look, the AFL are quite stringent now about you know the, the level of um, infrastructure. So, but they're also wary that not everyone can accommodate that in the, in the first instance. So, they will make concessions. Um, but also, what they will do if if uh, they think you're the right venue, that they'll also support you as well. Um, you know, for example, I know that clubs. Over the over the years um, at Richmond Oval and even at Unley, I think they've replaced goalposts uh, for them um, at their cost, at the AFL cost, and they because they need to be elevated another, you know, 20 metres higher, for example. Um, so, so in some cases, the AFL will actually support you in terms of, um, you know, uh, helping you with your facilities and and trying to upgrade them in some shape or form. Um, and in fact, look, they they actually I should have acknowledged that that the AFL. Uh, indeed, um, you know, provided 150,000 towards our, our redevelopment. Um, that was uh, that fell in probably close to 12 million at the end. But uh, it just gives you some concept that yeah, they take it quite seriously, and they're they're all about making sure that fans have, uh, are comfortable and um, and certainly that the players uh, have got a, a playing field and an operation that that provides uh, a safe environment for them. How many fans can you fit in there, James, at, at Cooper's? 100,000. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Very small fans, obviously. <laughs> you like I could that in. Um, oh, look, you know, it, it, that's a really interesting question because we had the uh, we hosted the AFLW, uh, the Crows game, early in the piece. Um, and, and in more modern times, we had close to like 13,000. Um, and it was tight, you know. But I remember playing and, and being a kid, you know, uh, going to to Norwood Oval regularly, um, and we would get you know they'd have eighteen to twenty thousand on a quite a regular basis back in the day. So, look, I think we'd probably fall. Well, what we do have at Norwood is we we're lucky we've got um, nearly six thousand that can be undercover. So we got two grandstands, which is which is terrific. Uh, by the way, one of those grandstands at Western Stand. I know this is a biased comment, boys, but <laughs> it's as good a place to watch football as anywhere in Australia, and. Having been a, a recruiting manager at the Crows for 12 years and been at nearly every ground in Australia at least three times, um, 
I can honestly say that is it's still the best viewing uh, platform to watch a game of footy. You're literally sitting on it. Um, but I should also add, there's not many grounds in Australia that you can run into a brick wall if you're a player. So, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't get away. No, it just toughens <laughs> them up, James. Toughens them up. <laughs> I can. Look, up. I will back you up there. We. We call the sample games from the middle of, of that Western yeah. Stand, and it is great viewing from from that area. So uh, yeah, you're spot on there. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. So you know, we boast all those things, but but the truth is, you know, across the board, and I'm not just saying this. Uh, you know, we, we're very proud of uh, across the the SNFL and our all of our clubs. We, we're very lucky. We've got some terrific facilities. I, I just I'm really looking forward to, uh, as I said, to perhaps some councils now taking even you know, a bigger position with our SNFL clubs across everyone and, and bringing it to another level. Um, you know, not, because I think that's an important part of, of uh, you, know, you know, the progression and, and being part of that, that player pathway or the, the career pathway. So, um, yeah, and, and, and we've done it. So we're hoping, uh, as I said, that that might help us in the short term, um, you know, get, get some of these games and, and, and encourage more people to go to the footy. You do such a great job of attracting people uh, to the Red Legs games. So, what, what would it mean financially for the club um, to get this game or to get one of these games um, out at uh, Nord Oval? Oh, look again. I think that's they're significant because for, for clubs uh, like ours, I mean, you know, we're all non for profits, and um, if we could get a crowd of say ten to fifteen thousand, and you know, you're working on say oh, ten dollars a head you know, $10 per person, um, it can be quite a significant intake for a, for a club. That would be close to, you know, one of our... Uh, that, that would be a main game for us. Um, so, so it is significant in terms of just being able to support your programs because, you know, as I said, all those all, all of us are, are non-for-profits. When we do do okay, it goes back into community and it goes back into those development um, leagues and so forth. So, um, yeah, and, and I'm... Just, I'm not really sure of what that what that deal would look like, but we, as we work with the AFL, we tend to be able to look after the food and beverage, um, and the gate goes back to the club or to the league. Right. So um, some idea. Yeah, yeah. Do you know when, roughly, a timeline as to when there might be an announcement as to where these games will be played? Uh, my, my understanding is there's an AFL contingent that are coming over this week. Um, and I think there's three games that they're looking for. Uh, it might, might be four, and they uh, will will determine uh, that most likely. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of this week. If not, it'll be sometime next week where they they might make those announcements. Um, and I, and to be to be frank, I'm not sure how that would look in terms of, you know, you would think uh, the, the type of games that they might offer you. Um, might be say the interstate clubs that might not have the same number of followers uh, locally, so it wouldn't put as much strain on you. Um, you know, might have slightly lower crowds, but but you would think that every game would would be upwards of ten thousand. So, um, and knowing knowing the South Australian public and how we all get we're all so uh, behind our sport, I just think it'll be an enormous weekend for everyone. I think we need to get behind it. I think it's a great initiative and. Um, I would love to see it as an annual event as well, something that um, yourselves could build on each year and make bigger and better and, as you said, keep getting better and better facilities for the club and the fans to come along to. How about um, the Red Legs? How are they looking in the off-season? Have you uh, picked up any uh, superstars? Yeah, look, we're working our way through that. Um, look, most years, 
we're very fortunate, and probably most clubs are the same, to be honest. We, we tend to get uh, one or two players returning from AFL as well. Um, so that's always a little bonus. For us right now, we've, we get back Jackson Callow. Uh, Jackson got picked up in the uh, pre sorry, the mid-season draft a couple of years ago by Hawthorne. Um, and look, it, 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 it made a significant impact on us, uh, to be honest, because you know we lost this key forward who's kicking three goals a game. Um, but look, we get him back, and that's, uh, that's very exciting for us. Uh, and we've got a couple of other young lads that are coming back from, uh, from AFL. And there's about a ha- half a dozen that we've um, pretty much got locked and loaded, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll release those over the next couple of weeks once we've uh, bedded it in properly. But um, we haven't had a big... We haven't had too many uh, that have retired or, or left, we've, um, but we've been able to replace everything that we have so far. So we're, we're pretty excited about uh, where we're at at the moment, that's for sure. Premiership uh, always sounds good when you've just won the Premiership. You are the defending champions of the Sandful. Uh, how's the coach going? How's Twig uh, lining up for this year? Oh, look, he's been terrific. Um, you know, it's a thoroughly, uh, I'm just so wrapped for him, to be honest. I mean, he's, he's made a lot of sacrifices. His family lives in Tasmania. They're, they're going to come over at the end of this year. Um, but, you know, that's a big strain. And he's just such a um, an amazing coach. I've been around AFL Systems and, you know, obviously um, around SNFL for some time. And, yeah, I find him to be, uh, you know, right at the top of that tree. His, um, his ability to, to form relationships but then drive the standard, I think, is exceptional. And his experience in the game, uh, he's able to put together, you know, just an outstanding program. Uh, really helps develop young men, not just on the field, I think off the field too. So from that point of view, I think he's in a really good place. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate, I think, you know, just uh, to have him and um, and just to watch what he can or how we can support our club and, and make us better, which is which is uh, which is always exciting. Yeah, James, appreciate your time, and hopefully on your for your sake and all for the Norwood fans' sake and the club that you do get this uh, game at Norwood Oval come April next year. Uh, all the best, James. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, Paulie. Yeah, and, and look, mate, we're, we're looking forward to, but we're hoping you know just any of the clubs get a get a look in on this would be. Is pretty exciting in itself. So, uh, but we have got our fingers and our toes crossed. Yes, absolutely. James Fantasia, James Fantasia, CEO of the Norwood Footy Club. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. All thanks to McDonald's, Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.